welcome to St. Louis City Press and International Friendly. Joining me to talk about the upcoming game against Toronto is Nathan Halley. Oi, good day, governor. Uh, no, that's not Canadian. Oh, it was close, though. Drew. Hey, Bill. Our man from Hanoi, Chris Hoff. Woo! And Patrick Stark. Good morning. We have a full house today, gentlemen. Anyone have any thoughts about the Colorado game? I rewatched it yesterday. It was a fun oh. on half a game, at least. I believe the question is, does anyone have any thoughts about the Colorado game? Ooh. Phil, what were some of the things you enjoyed that we haven't talked about? I enjoyed watching the game without any stress of knowing the outcome. That's a good time. Would you prefer if I, if you just stopped going to the games and I were to like send you a descriptive email with the title being the scoreline in the future? Maybe. It might be better for my, uh, my health. Could they be in the style of the way you write up the notes for our D&D sessions? Uh, no, but they can be in the style of that very short-lived, super cringe uh, Tim Parker missive to my wife at home during the Civil War that we saw at the beginning of the season, if you would like. Oh, that's still happening. Oh, my gosh. that That's still an active I Twitter account. I did not know that. That's, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yep. While we're plugging Twitter accounts, I'll just, I've done this before, but Owl City SC, I'd like to plug that, <laughs> get everyone, everyone to check that out. You know, we have a Twitter account, STL City Press. Yeah, but Owl City SC is better. It is. We can all acknowledge. I am thinking about migrating to uh, threads. Do we think Owl City SC is on threads? That's what we need. Less access to our social <laughs> media. <laughs> uh, I, I thought Azeel Jackson, again, just on the rewatch, had an incredible game. Did anyone go, speaking of social media did anyone go and see the the thing that um berkey did that i talked about where he pasted it, it, on second look poorly pasted jackson's face over his face on the man of the match card which makes it better i mean i did if he were good at it i would maybe be more concerned that makes me think he did it yeah he definitely did it because you know it was unprofessional in a charming way. The only comment that I wanted to make while listening to you guys was I thought it was great how Carnell um, foreshadowed or telegraphed that at some point during the game, we were going to end up in a back five. If you uh, if you listen to his uh, pregame conference, he like kept saying, I thought we looked really good in a back five. I like a, I like a back five. And then it, it happened during the game, which I thought was... So now we're talking about not only rewatching the game, but going back to watch the pregame press <laughs> conference of the previous game. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean, I had thought this during the game, but I missed the post pod. So I didn't get to comment on that. It stood out to me during the game that, oh, he told us he was going to do this, basically, if he went up. Without spoiling our thoughts about the Toronto game, we might get another opportunity to deploy that back five today. I hope not. Does anyone keep besides going. my wife and mom think that uh, this whole thing is taking over our lives too much? I say as we are sitting here at 7.15 in the morning to put out a podcast that 19 people will listen to. Let me know when you're doing it at 6 a.m. on a Wednesday, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Fair point, Mr. Hoff. 
Important breaking news. My phone just alerted me. We've got a Sheffield Wednesday game in 15 minutes. Are we going to get a, a live Wednesday minute? Oh, and we have a new coach, some Spanish feller. All right. I, I'm I'm not ready to talk about Sheffield Wednesday because I'm still pretty upset that we got rid of Darren Moore. It also is delightful to me that your phone tells you this stuff and mine doesn't. Blom in the postgame press conference, Carnell talked about him being sick during the game or feeling dizzy. Uh, he blamed it on the weather. I, I don't know if we buy that or uh, I guess South Africa does not get harsh weather, apparently harsh summers. I think it's dangerous and so people should be immediately subbed if they feel symptoms like that. And that is a true medical opinion. Yeah. He's in a, if he, he's a healthy young man, he should not be out there getting heat stroke. And I mean, all, I'm, I guess hashtag all for city, except if you're feeling symptoms of heat stroke and take it easy. I think we can get on board with that. Um, hopefully it was just the heat he recovered and he's, he's back in action today. Um, I, I guess let's talk injuries. The Leuven was back practicing with the team. Is that right? Listed as questionable for the game. In the pregame press conference, Carnell and his dog Rocco uh, said that <laughs> Leuven, would pro- Leuven would probably be the first of the three injuries back. Who said that? Carnell or Rocco? Carnell said that. Rocco said it with his eyes. Also, I've been dog watching this week. Uh, Purina, team sponsor, not our sponsor. They make good dog food. All right. It's the only thing she can eat. I was going to ask, did, did like, did you try it? No, it smells all right, but it's, you know, digestive issues. It's some very special Purina. What do you say it's the only thing this dog could eat? Does the dog not want to eat human food? She does not. It just apparently any other kind of food besides this food wreaks havoc with her tiny intestines. Sorry. As delightful as that is. <laughs> uh, do you... <laughs> Do you think that Rocco is named after the main character of Rocco's Modern Life? Almost certainly. Either that or some variation on Rocky the boxer. But this dog, not a boxer. Tiny, a Pomeranian, I believe. Thank you. Wednesday, 18 seconds. Apparently the $180 that they charged my credit card this week does not get me access to watch the very first preseason friendly, so... I also have a correction and omission from a long time ago, but but Drew brought it up. At one point, I said I would um, take it was something along the lines of St. Louis City could lose every game if Sheffield Wednesday got promoted or something like that. The season as the season has worn on, my allegiances have have switched and uh, St. Louis City is now the more important team in my life. So time to move on. That's exciting. Exciting news for us. Love to hear it. Also, I mean, they did get promoted. So, you know, the stakes are stakes are lower now. Well, we need nice to promotion stay would up, get them in the Premier League. Yeah. Which is the equivalent of the MLS. So I already like a bigger team. Right. That's how that works. So Leuven, back questionable. I guess this would be the first game where maybe we see him get some minutes. I think likely not, if we're honest, but. Nilsson traveling with the team. Oh, wow. There was a picture of him and Alm on the tarmac together looking very Nordic. Nordic by nature. But yeah, traveling with the team. Thought the the scuttlebutt 
was that perhaps could see him in the LAFC game because they're going straight from Toronto to LAFC. No return to the Lou. Mm, which, if that were the case, and Carnell implied that Leuven would be back first, that means we could see Leuven in a mere few hours. That would be exciting. That would be really nice. Although, uh, that said... I've liked seeing these players we got. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want Jackson to get subbed out. I, I was thinking the same thing. The vibes have been good. Do you do you mess the vibes? Ride the hot hand. I just want to run this by you guys, and I'm happy to be shouted down. Does Aladdin Jackson, because he's the diamond in the rough, do anything for you? No. Yes. Yes. All right. I'm outvoted. Wait, Chris? I need time to process this. I can't make a decision <laughs> right now. Think about it. My issue is it's longer than AZ. I, I think we're fine with a long nickname. It's only one syllable longer than AZ. I get it, though. I mean, that's a that's a, a high bar to get below two syllables. I have a legitimate question about soccer. Can I ask it? It's not really the pod for it, but go ahead. What sort of rotation do we think Carnell is thinking about knowing that Toronto basically is playing third graders and then you have LAFC midweek. This is what I was saying. Like you could play your top team and basically guarantee a win against Toronto, which is how I believe it's pronounced, but then risk the game against LAFC or you play, you, you increase the risk of not getting the points against Toronto to increase your chances of, getting points against LAFC. How do you balance those? You get what I'm putting down here? Do we have enough depth to really be like holding back people for a midweek game? Maybe. We, we didn't used to think so, yeah. but now we might think so, or I might think so. But now we have depth for the players that are injured. It's not clear we then have a third string of depth. Well, we've got, we've got two right backs now that we didn't have for the whole season. We've got... Bartlett, who's been sitting out with and Yarrow. So we have a lot of depth at center back. Uh, Ostrak is back. Ostrak's back from suspension, presumably. Perez, yeah, I was going to say maybe Perez, even Ostrak Perez start. Perez shook off his ankle injury. We have a Denneran to complement Nico. So one or the other could play. I think we could do a little rotation. I think Ostrak and Perez are maybe the obvious subs where you let them play and get minutes against Toronto. It could also be a situation where historically, I believe at least the one time, uh, Carnell basically started Indy and pulled him at halftime, knowing that he was going to start Wednesday. Although Indy has not always been getting the start lately. Didn't that backfire? We lost both games, but I'm not sure if that is the reason why. I mean, Jackson being amazing really offers a lot of flexibility there. I saw some really impressive stat about Jackson. Do you care to tell us what it was? I don't remember what it was, but it was really impressive. It was something like it wasn't excitement created, but it was like close to that. Like volume of hair? No, it it was like, oh, now I'm going to have to go look this up and I don't know how I'm going to do it. It was something about like maybe it was like chances created. I was hoping I would say that and Chris would be like, oh, yeah, I saw that stat, too. I mean, watching the game, it was crazy how often he was either like controlling the ball when you wouldn't have expected him to be able to or creating a turnover when you wouldn't have expected it. 
was fun. Um, back to the Leuven point, though. I mean, I guess, you know, you could see if Leuven is healthy enough to get some minutes, you could see AZ subbed out early to save him. Or maybe you see Leuven start, but sub AZ early to save Leuven, depending on how healthy he's feeling. Probably not that healthy. I think you would be. I think Leuven would be a late sub in, based on previous uh, return to play protocols. Yeah, but so you know, but you could see him sub for AZ and save him a little bit for the LA game. Yep. So Toronto. I'm looking at the MLS uh, player availability report, or you know, basically injury report. It is quite impressive. We'll we'll give you like the five minutes it will take to read through Toronto's. Yeah, so they have a bunch of players on international duty at the Gold Cup, including Sean Johnson, their goalie, who is United States goalie. We saw him play against St. Kitts and Nevis, where he basically stood still for ninety minutes and didn't do anything. Uh, not because he, yeah, in his defense, he didn't have to do anything. And then they have Osorio, Jonathan Osorio, and Richie Larea on the Canadian national team who are also in the CONCACAF gold cup quarterfinals, which are this weekend conflicting with MLS games. Their Italian stars um, are Bernadeschi is definitely out because of this red card, which I didn't see live Nate. So I'm interested in what you, what you thought. And then Insigne is listed as questionable. So maybe he'll, maybe he'll sub in or something, but they are depleted. It was two yellows. The second yellow was like just a stupid frustration yellow where he just kind of like charged up to a guy and the guy flopped to the ground. But, you know, it was enough for a yellow. Like after the play off the ball, it was just stupid frustration. He had kicked the ball into somebody. Well, of, of, you know, if Scary Jerry knows about a frustration yellow, but he always does it first, does not do it after he's already on a yellow, which is a rookie mistake. A rookie mistake from the veteran. I agree. We're all emotional rookies in this game called yeah. life. By the way, th- their their team didn't look very good even when they had all their players. So what it will be like now. So I, I mostly agree with that, except they do do a pretty good low block, which we are not good at breaking through. That's the one the one thing I'm worried about is they're just going to be like, well, we don't have anyone, so we're just going to put 10 people in the box constantly and hope for a 0-0 draw. But now we've got a Denner in to I, help I break through that block. I didn't think they looked as bad, especially in the first half, as the end scoreline would have you believe. Also, I would like to point out that the crowd in Orlando was super disappointing. It seemed like there were about nine people there. Hopefully that doesn't become us in three years. But... Watching the game, the eye test, and I am admittedly not a sophisticated soccer watcher. I thought Toronto had moments of of being okay and playing in a way that could potentially cause problems for us. Now, then their captain went and did that dumbass thing where he like faux headbutted a guy. So I don't know. I believe Lutz is on the record of saying that that we're going to lose. Is that how I, I don't, I don't read think that? That's he did. Correct. He did do a you know the interview on the pregame interview on the city app where he said that we shouldn't be the favorites for the game, which was 
kind of laughable. We absolutely should be the favorites for this game. Uh, Nate, it's nice of you to look for a silver lining in a 4-0 loss. If that's the case, if they have a moral victory, but we win 4-0, I'm fine with it. Nathan, over under Toronto shots on target three last game. (laughs) And I believe their XG was 0.05 after the first half. No, not commenting on their offense. They they looked good enough defensively that they could potentially cause us some problems. I think we still win. I get it. I did just happen to see that they had no shots on goals last game, and that was the third time that's happened this season. I got some broad, broad strokes stats for you to maybe focus the picture if you'd like. Uh, yes, before you get to that, I was unable to find the the Jackson stat, but it was a good one. Let's let's make one up. Jackson, most tippy tappy footsteps laterally. Let's let's make it a noun. Tippy tappies, most tippy tappies. I believe his tippy tappiness quotient was eight point seven. Quotient. He was like a a child on Christmas morning with all those tippy taps. Who on the team do we think is like second on the tippy tap scale? I think it's Stroud. I would say Celio. Celio. Oh, it's got to be Celio. You're right. Obvious answer. I don't know. Oh, also corrections and omissions from Dad friend of the pod who had the correct answer for which player would you most like to leave unmarked Blom. I saw you say that and I would be very interested in seeing what Blum could do with a nice centered corner. Kick. Would you, because I, I rewatched the game yesterday and he had an opportunity where he just like had space and lined up and took a shot from the top of the box. And it was better than what I could do. Obviously, but it was the easiest save that goalie made all night. Nate, you screenshotted the text, and I think you may this sound this may be slightly out of context dad quote, because I believe your father sandwiched that in between how much he loved Blom comments. Oh yeah. Well he was trying to make sure not to be a negative Nelly and you know just be negative Nathan is the terminology. I think that is the phrase. Wow. I got to go. Okay, Chris, you had some stats. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I think, uh, I don't know if uh, our listeners or even our podcast crew here has heard about the situation in Toronto, but it's pretty messy. They are without a coach and sporting director because Bob Bradley was both of those things before he was fired. So they are rudderless. Um, they Their whole big uh, splash of the cash was to get Insigne and Bernadeschi uh, and it just it seems from a lot of reporting that they just didn't put a lot of thought or planning into these trades because it turns out that apparently these two players, while they are both Italian, don't really care for each other, have not ever had a really positive relationship. And the whole plan was we'll get these two Italians and they're really good. And uh, it just hasn't worked out. There have been um, some obvious uh, issues with scoring goals uh, and also conceding goals, for that matter. They are the second; they have the second lowest goal differential in the league after Colorado. They are, in general, a high volume passing team. I think they are close to the top of the league in passes attempted and passes completed. Uh, and most of these, um, uh, the vast majority, are short passes, ten yards or less, and they lead the league outright in short passes attempted and completed. 
So you can expect a lot of ticky tacky stuff, which I, I know that Nate at least does not really care for. Uh, so look for that. They do not, however, cross the ball from wide areas. They are dead last in the league in crosses attempted. I thought that was fascinating with the Colorado game in person in the stadium. They were so wide. Like they always had someone on the complete opposite side of the field just standing there. And and in contrast, we were so narrow. Chris, those stats make me think of something. That that really, to me, sounds like a team that belongs more in the Canadian Premier League than the MLS. Is the Canadian League known for playing poorly like Italian Italian style? No, I I, w- I want to set the, the record straight. The country of Canada is lovely, and my feelings about their soccer team uh, or their the soccer teams in Canada have nothing to do with the delightful people of Canada who make, I think, much better choices across the board than we do here in the U.S. They do some things with French fries that are questionable. I was actually thinking about making some of that tonight Ugh. for a watch party, <laughs> some poutine. This was it a Bob Bradley thing where he was like, oh, let's just get two random Italians and they'll be like, oh, (laughs) we're best friends because we're both from Italy. That does seem like a very American thing to do. He's an American, but yes, it's a it's an audio medium. But Nate is talking with his hands (laughs) trying to be very Italian. (laughs) Toronto also lead the league and most passes allowed into their own penalty area. That's a terrible stat. It's a terrible stat to lead the league, and yes. It's a great stat for us. It's great for us. That low block. Very low. Very, very <laughs> low. <laughs> As such, they concede a lot of corner kicks. I think they lead the league in, or are close to the top in, in corner kicks conceded. So uh, maybe we'll see a repeat of maybe it, today is the day that Tim Parker scores two, and we can execute our pre-planned pod title. Uh, for the post pod. Stay tuned. Question about the penalty box, by the way, that's come up, and I think Chris will have the answer. There's a little half circle on the penalty box. What's that for? That's to prevent encroachment. It keeps players uh, 10 yards away from the penalty spot. Oh, okay. Thank you. Whoever was asking, maybe Abby. There you go. This pod is for easily Googleable facts. Does Yahoo still have a search engine? Yeah. WhySearch.com, not a sponsor. I'd like to ask Jeeves, maybe. Phil, is there any way you could get us some Yahoo money? Could we get on Yahoo's like podcast? They have a they have like podcasts, right? Can you hook us up? We're begging. Uh, no, I'm not gonna. I've talked about my feelings about mingling this with my professional life. I accidentally mentioned that I do this to one of my employees. Yeah, see, I would never make that mistake. Is he Canadian? Because that's, that's going to be a huge problem for you. No, he's he's from Alabama. <laughs> well, it still might be a huge problem going in the other direction. He could end up listening to this, so I'm going to say nothing, except that he has a delightful brogue. Do we call it a brogue if it's a southern accent? We don't. Okay, well, it's lovely to listen to. We should get him on the pod. A lot of Toronto shots come off of one-on-one take-ons. And they are third in the third in the league in take-ons. Like their shots? Successful attempts to dribble by an opponent. Chris, are there any stats about Toronto playing without all of their players? Nope. Even with their players, 
They are second to last in their division ahead of only Lionel Messi's team. But yeah, then they don't have any of their good players. So they'll definitely be de- be dead last by the end of the season then. I think Insigne probably is one of the players most responsible for those take-ons, so probably won't see as many, Uh, which is good because we are third in the league in take-ons conceded that lead to shots. So it's one of the things that uh, we could possibly improve at defensively is our our man-to-man defense. In any case, I'd back the neck to get Insigne bodied and push him around. Insigne is... Deceptively fast. Wasn't that an inappropriate rap song? My neck, my back. Yep. Gets worse from there. Love that one. That is a that is a jam. Speaking of Lionel Messi, it has been announced. Can we not? That is, you know, we got to do this. Wait, I it mean, was in the after party. It was my favorite joke was when he was karaokeing that song and said, "My neck, my back." Marion Barry sold some crack. July 15th is our game against Inter-Miami. July 16th is when Messi is getting like un- revealed or announced. It seems like an active F you to St. Louis. Like, um, I was going to try an Argentinian accent, but that would come across real problematic. But it's like, he's like, that St. Louis, that's not a place. I'm not going to acknowledge that. That's St. Louis inferiority complex. There have, I think been, there have been so unrelated. many... So many dumbass memes about Messi in St. Louis, like Messi toasted ravioli memes. Just the, I really need to remove myself from these. Uh, Social media is poison from these Facebook groups. Although yeah. I did come across a really interesting point or post. It said, hey, does anyone know where to watch the soccer game in XYZ, XYZ being the plate, the place in the middle of nowhere that I'm going tonight. And I was like, that's odd that someone else would be curious about that. Then looked post by my sister-in-law. So who will also be there? Small world. I really this messy thing has me super upset. Not even the messy thing, just all of his friends that he's bringing with him. And look, I don't understand the MLS roster rules. But the vibes on social media are that Miami is just now openly flaunting and ignoring them because it's like, well, we'll just let Messi bring all of his friends because it's going to bring a lot of money to the league. This is another one of your hot takes that I vehemently disagree with. I think it's fine. I don't know. I think yours is the hot take here, actually, if if we're going by like pop popular opinion. We've been following this league for just over half a season and we have strong opinions about their salary cap structure. I'd like to applaud you for taking less oratory caution, though, which is something we've been working on. (laughs) I don't understand the structure, but I think it's pretty clear that Miami is just giving a big middle finger to it. And I'm fine for it to change and think it probably does need to change, especially with the amount of games that teams are being forced to play. But it's going to be BS if like one team can bring in all these players while we're still trying to be like, Hey, is there someone from Iceland that we could get? Apparently this has already been a thing in the league and we haven't been following the MLS for a long period of time, but I guess like the galaxy and LAFC, there are teams that are just known for having kind of 
flaunted the rules over well, the years. Those, well, yeah, I think LA Galaxy and Inter Miami have both been proven to have cheated the uh, salary rules, even after you know they blew it up after David Beckham. Anyway, but subsequent to that, that's why their president was suspended for a season. But those rules will change whenever there's an opportunity because all of the owners are trying to make as much money as possible. And so the American model would be just to keep those contracts down and controlled and not end up in a European style slash Saudi style bidding war for everybody. But they still want to improve the quality of the league and get the dollars that come with these international superstars. So every once in a while they bend and break and mold their own, their rules anew. So this is kind of just about the owner's back pockets. Clearly it works for everybody or they wouldn't be permitting this. And it's going to make, bring so much more attention to the league. It's going to be so much more exciting. The quality will go up. That's a good thing to me. Yeah. But I, I think we're not necessarily disagreeing, which is to say there's nothing wrong with upping the cap or changing the rules in a way that allows for more expensive players. I think we're pro the owners putting more money into the sport. That's good for all of us, maybe. What we're against is unfair, unequal treatment across the league. Like the question is not, you know, should Miami be able to spend this money? Is should only Miami be able right. to spend this money? Right. Change the rules. Don't just let one team do it because you want a sexy team in a, a big city. And, and like, you know, what's the purpose of having all these roster salary rules if you can set up all sorts of insane stuff on the back end that doesn't count towards those? Yeah, the salary rules have to change. And, I'm sure, and I think they will change. Um, why, if you're saying, oh, it's not fair that Miami gets better players, that, that international players than St. Louis, I don't know that they're... I don't think that artificially preventing them from coming is the way to go about addressing parity. I find it kind of a little maddening. Remember a couple of weeks ago when we were in second place uh, before we won these two past two games and were a little surprised slash not thrilled about how we were only three points out of seventh position. The playoffs you you know you still are guaranteed to at least play one game if you even finish nine. There's so much parity. I don't think that I think there is some room to maneuver in, on that end from just all the teams being the same. And, and all the roster the, rules. Sorry, uh, sorry to cut you off at the end there, Drew. The roster rules, as far as I very slightly and simplistically understand them, exist for a reason, and they're they're high minded reasons uh, to. Uh, both motivate teams to spend in certain ways, but not overspend in others. And uh, with the ultimate goal of of parity and, and competitiveness uh, baked in. So, like, yeah, but we don't we we there's they're complicated, they're arcane, and they're confusing. But we need structures, mindful structures, in place to motivate teams in a league without relegation. And I think it does always come back to the fact that there is no punishment for not fielding a competitive team. See Toronto. But I mean, they, they took swings. They paid a lot of money to two aging stars and it just has failed. Not even aging, just players that aren't playing well together. Speaking of complicated rules, one thing that I saw this week, I was looking through the CONCACAF Champions League 
qualifying. We have a real chance at Champions League next year. Um, I'm going to go to Panama with you guys if that happens, or uh, El Salvador, wherever. I don't think any of the rest of us are going to do that. All right, fine. I'll be there by myself. I'll hire you a bodyguard. <laughs> and if that bodyguard wants to be Patrick, I guess. Yeah, get him a, get him a ticket. And a gun. Probably a knife. We're, we're not going to. I am of the mind that where there are guns, it is more likely that someone is going to get shot. Yeah, I think like the winner of the Western Conference gets in, right? So it's like. Is that the, what you're thinking? The champion, the supporter shield winner, the team that whoever did not win the supporter shield, the other division. So like whatever, the two uh, division winners and then two other teams, like the next two in the supporter shield table. So, you know, five. Five teams. If we're in the top five of the supporters, they really watered this thing down. Well, yeah, they they have they expanded it, and so it's not even like the top. Anyway, we got a chance. It's exciting. Yeah, love to see it. More games. competition. Yeah, I I believe Phil is on the record of saying no one gives a <laughs> about continental competition. That's true. Yeah, no, this is off brand for me. Speaking of uh, extra games and cups and stuff, Phil, I believe. We broached the subject uh, on well, the, the last pod about what we, we should probably do strat- strategy-wise for the upcoming Leagues Cup. I want to hear from you maybe about what you think the strategy should be. I don't know. So I guess our players getting back to health kind of right in time for the Leagues Cup makes this a more interesting discussion prior to any of, you know, Klaus, Leuven, Nilsson being available, I thought basically you play your open cup team and you accept that you're not going to have a deep run in the tournament. I think that's probably still my thought. Who's the open cup team at this point with Yarrow, Jackson, and Watts starting the last couple of games and, and performing well and maybe you know playing themselves into to more first team minutes? You just want to see Bunt Cake get some minutes. It's just a bunch of cake. Is it the same as the back four posters that I have on my living room wall that will play in the cup games? The, basically, the original, the original Nervinsky and Nelson combo. I don't think Nelson plays for us again. Whoa! You're denying him a chance of getting back to full. Do you think he's gone in the window? Then I don't know that he's gone in the window, but I think he's in a Pedro situation where we're not going to see him. It is very bizarre that. Hebert is playing left back and doing well to, you know, to his credit, even kicking the ball with his left foot. Sometimes he's doing well enough to justify his selection. I, I'm, I'm fine with him playing left back. You know, sometimes we talked about it, I think, in the discord, Phil, when you're watching a movie and something awkward is happening, like some, I told you that sometimes I have to turn that film off. Yeah. The Hebert at the edge of the opponent's box on, you know, if he could just cross it with the left foot, that's I almost need to like turn away when I'm, you know, that's just makes the me same emotional. Physically. Yeah, <laughs> no, I get it. You just don't want to see someone fail, you know? All right. Should we make some predictions about this Toronto game and get out of here? Yeah, I got to I got to get ready for this trip. Middle of nowhere, Illinois, not a sponsor. It could give us 58 cents. That's the GDP of where we're going. Patrick Stark, what do you think we see? Ah, I get to go first. That means I'm taking four zero oh. city. I knew it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I beat you, Drew. <laughs> Our man from Hawaii, Chris Hoff. Uh, I'm going to say three one. No explanation. <laughs> Nate, what do you think? 
I am going to go 5-2. It's a lot of goals. Is that a Canadian conversion? <laughs> no, I think, I think we'll score a lot of goals and then sub some people out. And in desperation, and after we've stopped caring, Toronto will get a couple of trash goals. I'm going to say 2 nothing. I think I count on Bargy to just completely shut that down. You've come a long way, Nate, from the nil-nil low block discussion to seven goals in this one. <laughs> I uh, I wanted to go 4-0 because I predicted 6-0 win last week. Uh, that, to be fair, looked likely for 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, clearly was a bridge too far. So I'm trying to be more reasonable. I was going to go 4-0. But now I'm emboldened to go 5-0. I thought you were going to double down and do six nil again. To be to be fair, but you know, fool me once with six nil. Let's just say you're not going to fool me again with six nil. <laughs> Tonight could be the night. Hopefully, it is. We'll find out, uh, gentlemen. We'll probably have, I guess, a pod where we look back on the Toronto game and look forward to LAFC on Wednesday. We didn't talk at all about LA tonight, but an exciting week of soccer for us. Yeah, I'm just glad. I'm like really glad that we get three soccer games over the next eight days. Maybe it'll keep me from watching the freaking Cardinals for a little bit. Congratulations to all St. Louis City players, coaches, and fans for having what was recently voted the most watchable team in MLS. On ESPN. Right, so take it with a grain of salt. Also, uh, reminder, please comment, reach out to us. Let us know what you'd like to hear more of. Uh, I, I believe we are now two episodes delinquent in talking about the stadium experience, which has been specifically asked for. Yeah, no, there's also uh, Helen might be start or an anonymous contributor might be starting to send in a segment on the player's shoes. She pays a lot of attention to the player's shoes. Nico was in some orange shoes, but apparently he like came out of one one game and now he's in white shoes. I love the Aladdin Jackson um, Royal Blues slash Purples, whatever those are. SD Lewis City Press at Gmail. Still waiting for that first email. (laughs) Uh, And (laughs) STL City Press on Twitter. Got some good, good action going on there. Some some interactions with Yarrow. Um, There was something else. Oh, I I tweeted out, got got like five retweets or likes. I said that, um, so Amarin hadn't given, was taking a long time to get power back to my parents. So I tweeted out that uh, their sponsorship and using the song Big Big Energy seemed misplaced since they had an inability to restore energy. That got some good, that <laughs> got some good engagement. So, so join us there for, for some really quality jokes like that. Well, this has been a roller coaster. <laughs> We need to get up earlier more often. All right. Talk to you guys after the game. <laughs>